Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast with Charlotte Foster. This podcast is a weekly look at Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire through its culture, as the name suggests. But what is culture? Well, for me, culture is the everyday culture, the stuff you see going on around you all the time, the stuff that just happens. It is a community and it is the people. Welcome to this week's episode. Hope you are well. Today I have managed to escape the office and I've actually spoken to someone in real life. Don't worry, we uh, made sure there was social distancing in place. We have been very safe about it. And I walked up the road to Fenton Town Hall where I met storyteller Alan Barrett. Many years ago, the town hall We're in the glorious Fenton Town Hall today, with a bit of carpet being dragged behind us. There's no bodies in it, we're okay. (laughs) What are we doing in Fenton Town Hall, Alan? Well, I've been commissioned by the National Literacy Trust Stoke Reads project to create six stories, one for each of the towns of the city. And today it's the turn of Fenton. We've We've already done the Tunstall Pirate, the Burslem Witch, uh, Hanley Homework, and Stoke Secrets. So this is all connected to lockdown as well, isn't it? To get mm-hmm. people through lockdown a little bit. Well, it is. Um, it's it, they go out every Monday, and they're, they're sort of a t- fifteen-minute story, and it, it, it's a bit of the history of the town. Taken a lot of it. You want to take it with a pinch of salt. I am a storyteller. And um, we've, we've stories around different characters and, and different uh, aspects of, of life generally. So that people, you know, they're aimed at children, but I also like them too. So yeah, it is, it is definitely helping, I think, that mum can sit down and put the child in front of the YouTube for, for 10 minutes, you know, so. There's a child in all of us though, isn't there? And there's something about storytelling in particular that is magical, isn't there? Well, yeah, everybody likes a story. Stories, I'm a grown-up. But you go to watch the cinema, you watch the soaps, you do all those kind of things. They're all stories. Everybody likes a good book. And, um, yeah, so I, I, all I've done is, is make the stories up. The first one, The Tunstall Pirate, it also includes a lot of very famous people, you know, people like Gertie Gitano was born in Tunstall, and, of course, Robbie Williams and several others. Um, Burslem Witch is Molly Lee very famous and we mentioned one or two other places in the town uh Hanley homework it, it's um it's a little girl and she, she doesn't want to do the homework she doesn't like it and then she realizes that you know hang on she has a dream that's what it's about she has a dream and all these famous people from the past edward smith and all those other people uh and and stoke secrets stoke secrets i'm quite proud of stoke secrets because last year i was commissioned by um stoke Minster school to come in and work with some of their year sixes. And the young ladies who I worked with, I've mentioned them all because they actually helped, they created, I mean, yes, I helped them, but they created this story. And I'm delighted that it's got a wider audience because they deserve it. They work really hard on it. And uh, it's out today, so I'm not gonna say any more. You can listen to it and go to Stoke Reads or to the uh, National Literacy Trust site and click on the YouTube link. There's so much around us in all of our six towns. How do you come up with these stories? How do you know what to put in and, more importantly, keep out? Ah, no, that, this, that's the, the, the important thing. I've, I've written Fenton's story today, and, and I read it out 
as you do read it aloud and it was 24 minutes well that's far too long you know we've got a 15 16 minute limit so um you do have to you edit and you take out extraneous things like uh, descriptions of people and things like that so you you, you have to get that in and, and how do i make them up i'm a bloke we tell lies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's, I, I say to when I'm in schools, I say, boys are the best storytellers and the girls take great umbrage until I say, because we tell the most lies, and then they say, oh, yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's very easy. I was in trouble a lot as a kid, basically. So I, and a grown-up. Uh, well, well <laughs> not, not so much as a grown-up, but yes, occasionally, <laughs> particularly with the wife. But, uh, but yeah, so, you, you, so you get around it by leaving important details out. Like, you know, I was holding the bat when the ball went through the window, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I think you've got to have a furtive imagination. Also, you, you have um, a furtive, fertile imagination, furtive as well, I suppose, but fertile imagination. Um, but be able to see uh, the ridiculous. And there's the, the important thing, is being able to see the ridiculous, but make it somehow believable. And if you make it believable, then you, then you can suspend uh, disbelief and, and a chair can speak. Look what Disney does, you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, just, I just like en, en, entertaining people, really. That's more than anything else. Yeah. So the stories are coming out at the moment. There's some out already. What sort of reaction have you had so far? It's been very positive. Um, I'm really pleased. There's been we did have one negative comment, but that was because the person who made it completely missed the point uh, and said, uh, "I know the story of the Basel Witch, and it's nothing like this." And I, I thought, "Yes, you're quite right. It's nothing like this. It is a story. I am a storyteller." But otherwise, you know, everything's been very positive. Adults and children uh, have met me. Uh, I've got just down the road uh, from where I live in Stoke. Um, there's a, a young lady who was at school with my daughter. Now, she has children of her own now, and her little boy came across while I was in the allotment, and he said, is the Tunstall pirate real? And I said, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You have to decide for yourself. He's about six, I think. Lovely little boy. And uh, because he knows me, and because he, his mum's told him what I do, uh, he was quite intrigued. And I think that's wonderful, the fact that, you know, he, he might believe it. He might believe it. So, yeah. That's lovely though, isn't it? I remember, I, there's so many sort of characters when I was a child that I totally believed in. The BFG, he existed, yeah. absolutely existed. Absolutely. And in many ways, I thought I was Matilda for a long time as well. So do I. I think you're Matilda too. <laughs> but it's that being able to transport people and just take them away, and, but to be able to take them to places that they are familiar with as well. That's really important, I think. Yeah, especially because we've got such a rich history in the city uh, of the creative arts, obviously the pottery, but even coal, getting coal out, some, some of the, the, um, the engineering feats, whilst they haven't been perhaps created here, they've had to be perfected here. Um, all the other things about um, the, the wonderful building we're in now. Look, look, look around. I mean, I know you can't see it on the radio, but these wonderful uh, stained glass windows and the, the gorgeous churches and everything like that, the, the things that we've got around, this wonderful war memorial. Somebody's had to create that. Somebody's had to design that. And if, if that is there with the, with the creative ideas of, of the people who can design and make these things, then there has to be a story behind that too. And so finding that story, finding that link, that's my job as a storyteller, I suppose. Yeah. 
What next then? Once you've done your six towns, what's next? The world. No, uh, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping there's be a bit of work come out of this. And, and the Literacy Trust have been really kind to me. They've been excellent. It's not a huge fee, but they've been, the, the publicity they've given me is quite, quite amazing. Um, I've, I've got to say thank you to Deck, who's, who's my filmmaker, Deck Brennan. Um, good man. And he came along and he said, yeah, okay, I'll do it, because he's also fearless, you know. So um, it, I'm, I'm really grateful that it's not just a, um, you know, off my phone, that we've been able to go around and look at different locations, different sites and stuff like that. So, yeah. So what's next? Well, I'm hoping I'll go back to my normal job and, and get into schools and teach drama and creative writing, but be a storyteller and a poet as well, you know. Um, we will have to see, because I, I can't see me getting any work at all till October, I would thought. Um, schools don't want you in, quite rightly. Um, but I, I've, uh, I'll carry on writing, and I'll carry on uh, entertaining wherever I can. So I'm doing some online teaching, that's, that's always helpful. So. How has lockdown affected you? I know, cause for the cultural community, the arts community, it feels like it's been really hit hard, and the last place to get any help as well. Yes. We won't get political. I'll, uh, <laughs> we, we're better off than most, Lynn and I, because um, the mortgage is paid, the car's paid, we've got no big bills, we've got a bit of savings. I feel most sorry for the young, to be honest with you, who are just starting out, because they've got nothing behind them, they're just starting out, when bam, basically the carpet's been pulled from under the feet. Um, I've been doing a bit of volunteer work, and Meals on Wheels and that kind of stuff, and I know that... Uh, a lot of artist friends of mine are suffering, uh, not just financially, they, they're suffering because they, you know, if, you can't, if you're a painter and you can't afford the paints, you know, if you are uh, a potter and you can't afford the clay, that kind of stuff, it's very, very hard. And also, if you've got small children around, when do you get time to do your artistic practice? Uh, when you're having to homeschool as well? It's very hard. So from my point of view, I've had quite a lot to do. I've got the allotment, as I've already mentioned, and uh, my wife's been furloughed, so I've been doing lots of DIY. <laughs> lots of DIY. Uh, whether I wanted to or not, she's uh, cracking a whip. But it's been useful in, in as much as, um, yeah, there were some jobs that definitely needed doing, so, you know, it, it, it's been helpful in that regard. We've had decent weather up until this last week. We've had decent weather, so that's been helpful. But yes, it's, it's, it's hit me. I, I can't see me, uh, apart from the National Literacy Trust, I've had no um, payment. And, it, it, and then, like most people, I would think, in my situation, you know, most of the artists I know are, are struggling. Yeah, sad, but hopefully it will pick up. I hope it will, and I think there's a lot of love for the, the cultural sector. It's just a case of love doesn't necessarily pay the bills, does it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, love's very nice, uh, you know, but it, yeah, you're right, it doesn't pay the bills. I've been trying to um, point people in the direction of grants and that come when, I, when they've come my way. I don't qualify for most of them because, partly because of my age, to be truthful, um, but because also I, I don't have a studio or premises. I work from home. So those who are, um, you know, they've got rents to pay and rates to pay and things like that, then I've been trying to point them in a direction. And, and in many regards, you know, I've always been quite critical of the City Council, but the City Council's been doing a huge amount of very good work in that area, 
trying to ensure that people do have something at least, or, or at least have accessibility to, to put in a grant uh, claim. Um, so I, I think people have moaned, but I think the City Council have done everything they could to do. Uh, I don't think it's fair to criticise them in that regard. Criticise the government, yes, but not the council, because the council's hands are tied. Um, but I hope, uh, I hope it does pick up. I, I would love to take on, I would love to be able to afford to take on an apprentice storyteller. You've, storytelling is one of those things, you've either got a gift for it or you haven't. But if you think you've got a gift for it and you're young, and I would love to take on, you know, if I could afford to take on that as an apprentice, I would, I would dearly like to do that and go around schools and, um, you know, say, right, okay, from now we've got Charlotte. And she's going to tell you a story like that, you know, so that would be wonderful. That'd be ace. Yeah, would. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, want, I'd want somebody, you know, sorry, Charlotte, young. So, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I get it. But having said that, you see, I didn't start my professional career until I was in my late 30s. And that's where I am right now, still, till October. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, was, I, was, uh, I worked in... Um, I worked for the local council, not, not this one, Newcastle. I worked for uh, um, companies, you know, big companies. I was hard to believe looking at me. Well, I was a PR officer at one point. Uh, not just I, looking at it, it's what you say as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well There's yeah. no filter. No, no, not at all. No. But there used to be. But no, um, I, I, I ran a computer room. I've, I've done all sorts of things. But, uh, you know, it's one of them things. You, you, you fall into it accidentally sometimes and... And I've not looked back. I really enjoy it. Thank you so much for talking to me. I'll let you get back on with the, the Fenton... Fenton felony. It's always lovely talking to Alan. And every time I speak to him, I learn something new or I hear something new from him. And there's no doubting his passion for storytelling and entertaining. And it's always just lovely to to speak to him. So thank you to Alan for his time. I will put a link in the show notes so you can go and have a look at these stories. Uh, Fenton Felony is going to be a cracker. I've heard the beginning of it. Now, as always, I would love to hear from you about what you're up to, especially during lockdown. And especially let me know what creativity you have started. I put on Twitter the other day that I started doing some needle felting. Um mainly because I just wanted to start stabbing things. Uh, I'm not particularly good at it, but it's just fun. It's just nice to try something new. And I've also begun a new art class as well on a Thursday night. So please let me know what you're up to. What creativity have you found, have you discovered during lockdown? You can get in touch with me all the usual ways. Most active on Twitter at CQHpod. Or you can find me on Facebook, Cultural the Quarter of an Hour at CQHpod as well. In the meantime, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>